everybody? It's Dorian and Morgan, and this is the, the Rooted, Rooted Life. Life. And we are so excited to be back with episode seven. Seven. Uh, catch us out here. Seven. Yeah. Uh, uh. All right, Mo. Kick us off. What we got going on this week? Let's hit those glows and grows. Okay. So as I think I talked about before, I'm preparing for my last year of grad mm, school. Come on, last Praise year. Praise be. So you know excited. why I'm excited? Because when you finish grad school, then you can actually travel with me. I, I would go really on vacation. We're definitely doing a big trip at the end. Wow, I, I know. You, know. you sent me ideas. Yep. I've not responded, but I have seen. Oh, it's because I'm already planning. It, so it's fine. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> uh, so this week we had a three-day training, which is the same training I did last year. And um, what was exciting about it is that last year I walked in being really nervous and afraid mm -hmm. because what happens is they have somebody they hired who is an actor who's in one room with the camera and you're practicing this particular skill. Mm -hmm. And in the corresponding room or next room, your colleagues and your peers are in another room watching you live yeah. on that camera and listening. And then you come back and everyone gives you feedback. It is terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying because it's a brand new skill that you've never used before and you're being asked to do it with the actor who's so good and someone just like giving you feedback. And yeah. so it was really cool to see from last year to this year, just walking in with a lot more confidence yeah. and being excited about it. And people saying that I did a good job was yeah. also very nice. And just to not be afraid was really cool. Like yeah. I just felt really reassured that if he had brought me this far and paid for all of my tuition, which he did, hallelujah, Ooh, then surely Lord. there was nothing for me to worry about. So that's yeah. my glow. Mm, I love that and one. And my grow is offenses, Jesus. Uh, I was, I'm doing a devotional with some people from Passion, some of my friends, and we were doing um, one earlier this week about identity. And mm. I was like, oh, okay, God, I get it. Like, my identity's in you. And then um, one of my bosses, I have a few jobs, uh, texts me something early in the morning before I was due to be at work. Mm. And I immediately caught offense. And I was just like, <laughs> I had so many reasons why it was not okay to text me at 7.45 a.m. Uh, yeah. And immediately God was like, see right there. Like, if your identity is in me, you don't get, you don't take offense as easily. Yeah. And he helped me see the relationship between my identity and taking an offense. Because really the offense is rooted in... Um, what I think is someone else's perception of me. Mm. Anything someone else has done, I'm offended. It's really because I think they don't understand who I am. But if my identity is in Christ, then it doesn't really matter how you see me. Yeah. So immediately I had so much peace when I was like, well, God, you know me and you love me. So whether she values my time or respects my boundaries, I do want to work with her on that, but I don't have to be offended by it. So mm. it was really cool to see the relationship between identity an offense uh yeah. so it's a grow and it's still a glow because i'm learning a lot about how those two things kind of come together yeah that's good i actually never really even thought about that but a lot of i get offended all the time my little <laughs> feelings just be hurt left and right Aww. but a lot of that as you say is how am i identifying myself and mm -hmm. if that is aligned with christ then a lot of stuff will just roll off the shoulder so mm, yeah come it's on deep. speak to me teach it's us deep. okay go ahead tell us glows and grows okay so um my grow this week uh i think it's communication oh that's so funny because um yeah that was my grow it's not making things personal <laughs> so oh, funny wow. that you just kind of gave me the keys to trying to get over that but Aww. um i think you know you and i as we have been working on this project i'm just realizing that like collaboration a lot of times is pushing your emotions to the side so y'all can get to the best product mm -hmm. and um, I think with us because like I just said I get in my feelings a lot of times mm -hmm. I'm just really working hard and this relationship is pushing me and our this business around the podcast is really just pushing me to face that head on mm -hmm. and to deal with it so that I can be the best partner in a business scenario, which I think will then translate to me just being like a better leader at work, yeah. a better partner eventually, like in a romantic relationship, but just being able to work with other people well mm -hmm. um, and leaning on God to do that by, as you have talked about, knowing where my identity is and then just also being able to just have... Um, 
respect for other people and their ideas and not mm. think that like I'm always right and I always know it's the so best hard. thing. It's so hard. <laughs> so that is my girl and the Lord will continue to work with me on that one. Praise Hallelujah. Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, my glow is just that um, I was really proud of myself in a situation this week where I sought wise counsel um, mm. when I had to text you in the middle of the day <laughs> and for whatever reason like I was just struggling mm. and wanted to do something that I know I didn't need to do but something in me was like nah do it do it do it <laughs> and you know Morgan and I, we talk about left side versus right mm. side. The right side is my little angel, mm-hmm. and the left, left side, side she just wild. be acting up. She's and my wild. left side is like, nah, girl, go ahead and do it. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's a God thing. Like, you want to send a sermon. So, and it's like, the right side's like, girl, you don't need to talk to him, period. <laughs> and so I had to text you and be like, girl, walk me through this. Like, because mm-hmm. this is what I'm thinking right now, and I don't really know what to do. And just to have you be like, nah, that's not what you need to do. And these are the reasons why. And like, just th- take a step back and think about it. And I was just so happy that I did that because mm-hmm. like, you gave me a perspective that I had never even considered. And mm-hmm. then I just like said a quick prayer and I was like, okay, I'm good. And I was able to like, just move past that situation. So mm-hmm. just growing to a place of like knowing when I need to lean on uh, wise counsel. That was a glow. Woo, Ooh, that's so good. And it's <laughs> actually going to get us into our conversation later on about relationships. Cause mm-hmm. that wise counsel was because we have a relationship with the father exactly. and we have a relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. But before we even dive into that, can we just pause for a cause yes. for a moment and just reflect on episode six? Yes. Solo. Ooh, man, that single episode was so Girl, good. Little, little, I have goosebumps just thinking <laughs> about it. Uh, so if y'all haven't listened to last week's discussion about singleness and the purpose of that season, just mm. do yourself a favor. Yes. Do everybody in your life a favor Come on. by listening to that, um, that episode. I just thought it was so good and what resonated with me the most was just recognizing the value and the freedom and just the purpose of that season. Mm. And I think we also got a lot of positive feedback. So yeah. that helped me feel really good too. Yeah, we really did. You know, my dad, he called me and he said, girl, I almost had to throw the phone across the room. <laughs> and y'all, my dad is a, he got ordained as a deacon Come on. Um, earlier this year. And so just seeing like someone who has been married for 32 years, mm. y'all, he's been with my mom 32 years. They met in high school. And to know that that episode on singleness gave something to even them. Wow. It really made me be like, oh, okay. Singleness is important and it's something that will continue to speak to people for years and years. And I think, you know, one of the best points from that episode was that like, no one is meant to complete us except for God. And mm-hmm. when we mess up and try to get completed by creations instead of the creator, Ooh. that's where all the problems begin. Ooh, that's so good. <laughs> and when you text me that earlier this week about your dad, I just was teasing from <laughs> ear to ear because it just brought me so much joy. Yeah. Like it brought joy to my soul, like the old folks say, just mm. to think that what we're doing is blessing people yeah. who are in diff- so many different stages of life. Mm-hmm. And I think it even speaks to the fact that like relationships are so complicated. Like Girl. he's 32 years in the game in the and game. still learning stuff. Yeah. And I think that that's a piece that we have to remember that it is still a journey mm-hmm. and the flying solo part, flying, cruising with God never ends. Like we're still doing it. Yeah. Um, and I think that whether we're in a romantic relationship or professional, um, I think we still have to seek God on how to best navigate relationships no yeah. matter what it is. And I think something that I'm really working on is a growth area. It's just discerning what God has for me in particular yeah. relationships um, and really seeking him to see like, what do you want? What do you want from this relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to grow in me? And that's really been an area that I have struggled in. Um, but what is helping me is that I'm just realizing that he has a purpose for everything. Mm-hmm. He has a purpose for all relationships. And he's also called me to be an ambassador for Christ. Yeah. So we're not just representing ourselves in relationships. Like I'm supposed to be representing him in yeah. all relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we get tripped up is not realizing that like relationships are purposed for something bigger than us. That's Ooh. the first thing. Like 
Are you pursuing relationships with purpose? Mm -hmm. Are you even asking God, hey, God, is this something that you want me to be Mm. in? Is this person supposed to be in my life? Am I supposed to be in theirs? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, if we remember that, like, God uses people to be able to bring him glory, to share his good news. And he uses us to be lights here on earth. Mm -hmm. And so it is necessary for us to then, like, confirm with him that we are connecting with people in the right way. Um, I think, you know, one thing for me is like, I have felt that because I am human and I'm the one who's walking this earth that I know better than God, how to interact with other Ooh, humans. That's so good. And I think it's just so natural for us to go to God about the things that we can't control. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, what about my job and what about my finances and where should I move for a new city? But mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as natural to go to him about the thing that we feel like we can control, which is connecting with other people. Yeah. And I think it's also hard too, because he has wired us for relationships. Yeah. Like he wired us to want a relationship with him and others and I think because we have that deep desire we just get so caught up and Mm -hmm. excited to be able to fulfill that desire yeah like you said we forget to seek him the creator of everything for what is the purpose and how to even navigate those relationships yeah I think we just get on autopilot like Mm -hmm. we think that we know what's best and so you meet somebody and y'all are vibing and then Mm -hmm. you just move with that you don't even take the time to check in with God but what we have to remember is like Proverbs 3 5 talks about trusting the Lord with all your heart do not depend on your own understanding seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take so it's like even though it feels like this is something that I can manage on my own I have to trust that my limited perspective is not enough and I have to rely on God I want to pause right there too and say that we're not even just talking about romantic relationships Mm -hmm. you can meet somebody as a friend and be like oh we really kicked it off we like the same kind of things and so we're talking about work relationships yep we're talking about friends at church yep we're talking about your neighbors any of them somebody you meet on the bus like we're talking about the full scope of relationships so i want people to have an open mind and recognize that we're not just talking about romantic relationships Mm -hmm. but any relationship that we're experiencing in our lives yeah what do you think for like when you think about your life though like how do you know that a Mm. relationship is even purposed by god because you're to your point it is any relationship it's Mm -hmm. not just romantic ones so like how do we even know that this is something that he wants us to step in I think the first thing I would look at is just what does the relationship produce? Because everything that's been purposed by God produces good fruit. Yep. And I think every relationship that we have experiences a type of fruit. Now, whether mm-hmm. it's good or bad, mm-hmm. it's up to us to really <laughs> uh, seek the Holy Spirit. Because I know I've been in plenty of relationships that produce fruit, but it was rotten and bad or looked really beautiful disgusting. on the outside. Like when I get fruit from Trader Joe's and it looks so beautiful. <laughs> and I've saved Trader a mango for a week and it looks beautiful on the outside. It has the right, you know, texture and consistency. But I bite in and something is just terribly wrong. <laughs> you hate Trader just Joe's. Just so terrible. <laughs> wrong but I think it's just really about producing uh, good fruit and I think sometimes we know that it's not producing good fruit Mm -hmm. deep down but we kind of like ignore like push those feelings aside Mm. Um, I think because of fear because we really want to make things work and I think sometimes we just don't seek God because we think like you said we think we already know the best for that relationship and when I first moved to DC I had a group of friends and I didn't have any friends so I just kind of was like okay well I'll just have these friends because it's better than having nobody um and those friends really weren't bringing the best out of me like they Mm. really weren't helping me cultivate gifts they weren't really helping me grow in any areas and I also probably wasn't helping them grow either because I was like oh my gosh this is not really working but I didn't see God's purpose to that relationship I just like oh Mm. friends Ooh, I have friends now I'm in a new city and I just went after that friendship without praying to God I mean like God are these just supposed to be co-workers Mm. that I just interact with at work and I just 
be Go kind home. and generous <laughs> and then we don't hang out afterwards but yeah. I never even knew to seek him for the purpose of that relationship and how to even navigate those work relationships and I think you know as we continue to seek God more then he will reveal to us who's supposed to be a part of our inner circle and who's just supposed to be the associate the people we just talk to at work the people you need to just wave to sometimes <laughs> from afar keep it moving. hey Love head not from hey what's up player <laughs> keep it right on moving so the more that we seek him, the more he'll reveal to us who people are supposed to be in our lives. Yeah, and I want to add to that. I've talked to different people who are navigating friendships, and they're like, well, Jesus was kind of everyone. Would Jesus love everyone? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, Jesus loved everybody. He talked to the needy. He talked to people who worked the streets. Yep. He talked to the hypocrites, the Pharisees, everybody. But he was still very strategic yep. in the way he formulated his inner circle. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes people use that to think that that means that I have to invite everybody in all the time. Yep. And I don't think that's what our model, our savior did. He mm-hmm. was very particular about his 12 disciples and there were particular instances where he only brought certain people in. Yep. When there were very intimate moments when he was um, on the mountain and he had the transfiguration or when he healed the little girl mm-hmm. or when he was praying before he was about to be um, crucified. Yep. He was very strategic and prayerful about those relationships. And I think that's a good model for us to follow. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think one of the ways that we can then determine like who is supposed to be on that inner circle is really to just identify the common cause between us. Um, in addition to purpose, it's like we have to think about if our relationships are not aligned around a common cause, mm-hmm. then they may not be purposeful in my life. You wow. know, I think for me, I've tried to start evaluating relationships through a lens that defines what are we rallying around? Mm. Are we aligned in our beliefs and our cares, our passions, the things that we're interested in? Mm-hmm. And to your point, it's not about being judgmental and just saying like I'm going to close everybody off right. but it's about recognizing that I place value on what I've committed to under God Wow. so for me I have committed to a life of sobriety and knowing that that may mean that I can't be at the bottomless brunches every weekend <laughs> because I know I know the environments that will not help me with that and mm-hmm. I know the environments that will and so um, for me it's not about not liking the same people that invite me to bottomless brunch, but it's about recognizing that like, okay, I'm committed to a bigger cause. Mm -hmm. And so I have to reevaluate my circle based off of that bigger cause. Wow. That rallying and that reevaluation part. Ooh, that just hit home for me. Mm. Uh, What also really resonates is thinking about what fuels our relationships and what keeps it going. Yeah. I think it's important to ask like, what keeps this relationship moving forward? Is it bottomless mimosas? (laughs) Is it gossiping? Is it being petty? Is it always talking about the opposite sex? Is it always... I know I've been a part of a group, the DC friends, all they did was talk bad about everybody who was around them. Mm. Like why she got that on? Like that was their commonality was talking bad about others Mm -hmm. or is it sports or is it complaining? Whatever it is, I think we just have to be mindful, like you said, about what's rallying us, what's bringing us together and also what's sustaining that friendship. Mm -hmm. And I think if we think about a car, like there's the right kind of fuel, you have the regular and diesel and I don't know, Supreme or whatever Something else. The third one I'll never get. Because you know why I know? Because I accidentally, I think Mercedes Benz is take premium mm-hmm. and I will be putting regular in it. And <sighs> my dad was pissed when he found out about that. Uh, yeah, because you could damage the car, which I is know. a perfect analogy. Because you can have friendships that are not the right kind of fuel for your life and they're not yeah. pushing you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But you don't know it because you didn't you didn't seek wise counsel. Yep. You didn't have all the steps. <laughs> you didn't know the purpose of that fuel of why that car needed that particular type of fuel. Mm-hmm. So when we're thinking about relationships, it's just really important for us to consider what is this fuel 
and what's the sustenance and is it moving forward towards our life? And yeah. I worked at a job and what sustained us was complaining about how much we hated our job. That was mm. our commonality. That's what we rallied around. And that's what fueled the relationship was how much can we complain about that job? Ooh. And once we all Been left, there. we weren't friends anymore because that was the only thing. <laughs> and it actually fueled us to all end up. Some people got fired. Some people got let go. Wow. And some people just left. Like that's where it pushed us because mm. that's all we ever talked about. That's what we all dwelt on. Mm. So I think in summary, it's like the value in identifying the common cause is that we can reevaluate relationships in our lives and see if they really support our full-time job, which is to be ambassadors <laughs> for Christ. Yeah, I love that, man. I think another thing to remember, though, is like even on our best day, we still could not do this alone. No, no, Like no. moving through relationships, selecting the best people to be in our lives and mm -hmm. knowing what the purpose is, that still has to lead back to us asking God, okay, yeah. what is it that you want me to do in this situation? Who is it that you want me to connect with? And I think this is where we have to exercise discernment. Mm -hmm. And discernment is just a fancy way of saying, like, trust your gut in the world's terms. But, like, <laughs> we know that your gut in our lives is really, like, the Holy Spirit. It's him yeah. leaning in and giving us the red flags that we need to be able to know if we need to pour into or draw away from a situation. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to be listening to the Holy Spirit because it's like, you have full freedom to ignore the signs, Ooh, but ouch. then you better be fully ready to accept any consequences Ooh. that come with going against what it is that you have heard from him. And so I think about, yo, when I tell you, there was a time I was leaving one job and I had kind of got this opportunity to go into another one. Mm -hmm. And um, I was sitting down with this girl who worked for the company. She was kind of pitching it to me and she's like, oh yeah, you'll come out to LA and you'll do this and that mm. and this is what you'll make. And I was like, okay, great. And in my spirit, I felt like this was not a good decision. Mm. But I was like, mm, I don't have anything else on the table right now. This is fine. I'm just going to go with this job. I'm not wow. going to, like, I was ignoring and pushing away what the Holy Spirit was trying to protect me from. Mm -hmm. And so I took the job and I moved out to LA and I ended up losing that job, not getting my paycheck, ended up being in thousands of dollars of debt because I went out there and had to fund the whole trip by myself. And about six weeks later, the company closed. I ended up moving back home and having to be back at the house with no money, no job, and I was down and out. And I look at that that scenario and mm -hmm. I always use that as my like, girl, if you feel that you are not supposed to go in the, into this mm -hmm. direction with this relationship and that was a professional relationship, you need to heed that because mm -hmm. he's trying to look out for you. Right. And I, I know I, that my life is an example of like him trying to protect us from things sometimes. Mm -hmm. And again, going back to like, do not trust your own understanding because you don't have the full scope. Right. You have to be able to lean on him. And I think to that <laughs> point of leaning on him is like, when you say that, I think about my track record. Like, I know my tendencies in relationship, a.k.a. I always just bank on potential. Like, one day they're going to get it or one day they'll understand boundaries. No, child. If they don't understand boundaries now, I don't have the energy to teach you. <laughs> Go search on YouTube. I'm yep. not sure. But I think to that point, it's like, I know I have blind spots and I know I have a limited understanding. Mm. So I have to depend on God. Like, it only makes sense for me to depend on the creator who yeah. made us and knows us more intricately than, than we could ever know one another. Yeah. So I think it's just so important to do that. And I think we can do that through prayer and reading devotionals. And like you said, like seek wise counsel. I think he's given us a lot of tools on how we can um, adhere to what the Holy Spirit is telling us. Right. I mean, he's given us all the tools, but like, we have this information, right? Okay. So we know we should be pursuing with purpose. We should be identifying the common cause. Mm -hmm. We should be exercising discernment then tell me why, Mo, do we still end up in these poor relationships? How? One word. What? Thirst. <laughs> 
we just thirsty. <laughs> we just thirsty, thirsty for anything. I think it's that, like we mm. said it earlier, it's that deep longing, that desire for a community that just make us so thirsty for everything. And we end up in relationships that he hasn't even called us to. Or we end up in toxic relationships. Mm. Or the worst, I think, or maybe the culmination of both is we end up in toxic relationships that he has not called us to. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like we are willing sometimes to take better instead of God's best. And better is appealing to us because it is relative to our past relationships right the health of our past relationships so we can only compare it to based off of what we have already had in the past Mm. and i think i've often gotten caught up because whatever was in front of me was just a little bit better than what i had already had instead of the best and Mm. so like with my last relationship you know everything was really great on the front end and we were all in love and we was gonna spend the rest of our lives together blah 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 rolls and (laughs) right and then like there started to be signs of like a lack of commitment Mm. and when we would talk about getting more serious he was saying all the right things yet when I would get introduced I would still just be Dorian and I'm like but you over here talking about building a life with me and you can't even call me your girlfriend so I was willing and did settle for a situationship in the moment Mm. because I thought that that was all that I deserved in that moment that was the best that God could do for me and so I think a lot of times like we end up settling for what is right in front of us Mm -hmm. because that's all we can see in the moment and I think in settling for what we have in that moment and that better rather than best we end up settling for a smaller and more more diluted version of relationships Mm. and a more diluted version of the life that God really has for us because surely God can do better than somebody who can't claim you bruh come on he gotta do better than that for filth gotta have better (laughs) for me than that right I mean if he sent his whole son to die for us you don't think that he can send us somebody who can love us authentically and claim us and commit and is excited surely he can do that right I think, too, you know, it's it's also perspective that mm-hmm. really drives how we end up in these poor relationships. Because one of the best things that I ever learned about relationships is the scarcity versus abundance mindset. Wow. And what I recognize is, like, scarcity is rooted in fear, mm-hmm. while abundance is rooted in faith. Mm-hmm. And scarcity looks at a situation and says, well, I'll just go ahead and settle for this because something else may not come along. Mm. Whereas abundance says, oh, no, no, no. God's timing is perfect for me, and he is lining up the perfect opportunity for me. Wow. And that scarcity mindset is basically saying, like, I don't think God has enough good to spread Mm. around for all of us. Dang. Can you imagine that we would think that God has a, a limited amount of good? Yeah. A small amount of good that he can do. The big, amazing God that we serve. Right. He only got a handful of good and only like some of us going to get it. sprinkles it out. He just going to sprinkle it out. Sparingly. No. He has good for all of us. You know, wow. Psalms 84, 11 says the Lord withholds no good thing. Mm. So it's faith that drives us to be patient in those moments and allows us to be content as we wait on God's best. Ooh, that contentment piece. Mm. That's good right there. Content is hard. So all that is great and beautiful. But let's talk (laughs) about the savior complex and how that puts us in poor relationships. So when I say savior complex, I'm basically mean when we feel like it is our job and role to fix, complete, or heal somebody else. And honestly, only God can do that. And I think it's also important to recognize that we don't even have the ability. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know people's childhood wounds or how they need to be validated. Like, there is no way that I can literally save somebody. I didn't die on the cross for them, for all of humanity, and I'm not about to. Right. (laughs) Like, I'm not called to that, sir. Yeah. I'd be crying over a paper cut. I'm not... I can't do that. Like, we are not called to do that. And I think so often we get caught up thinking that it is our role to save somebody. And mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not what God has called us to do. I think, you know, oftentimes we just mistake the call to lead others to God. And we want to get the glory instead of bringing them to him to Ooh. get the glory. So 
we have to realize like we cannot be anyone's savior we mm -hmm. are just called to love and to serve that's it wow and as i was doing social work last year um there was a case that was probably the most disturbing thing i've ever read in my life mm. it was just the most I, I can't even get into it because it's so deeply disturbing um and i was just complaining and venting i'm like god why are you having me do this work and why would you let this happen to children da, 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 da. and he's like i didn't call you to be a savior i already sent one mm. i'm just calling you to love people so i think it's so important that even if we're working with people or if you work in a helping profession even if you've been called to help and serve people you are not called to heal them and save them mm. your your love is what's going to direct them towards the ultimate savior. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think we have all had experiences with poor relationships mm -hmm. and it's not great, but I think there are ways for us to move from poor to purpose relationships. So when you look at your own life, um, what is it that kind of helps you move from that one space into the next? I think just accepting God's grace mm -hmm. and recognizing that it covers everything that I have ever done, everything I'm doing and every or everything I will do. Mm -hmm. And just I think accepting that grace really helps me understand the depth of God's love for me. And then taking that grace that I've received from God and extend it to other people through forgiveness. Yeah. And I think that it's a really hard step, forgiveness, but it's definitely a necessary step for us to heal and really to grow. Yeah, that's good. I think forgiveness is so funny because the famous scripture everybody loves to talk about, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, Matthew 6, 12. Mm -hmm. But I don't think people really dissect that line and get into mm -hmm. it. Like, <laughs> forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So wow. that means that God is calling us to do the forgiving at the same time we are asking him to forgive us. Yep. You can't get one without the other. Mm -mm. And so when I think about that, I'm like, that's the only way for us to truly heal and to be able to move from poor toxic or emotionally draining relationships so for me like I remember a time where at the last job that I left it was kind of a firing kind of a like whatever <laughs> I'm quitting but I said some kind of mean things in our last meeting mm. and really called out some character issues and I remember when I left at the time, I was all hyped, like, man, forget the gathering spot. I'm up out of this thing. And then <laughs> later on, after I took some time to really reflect on the scenario, I saw where I had really messed up mm. and done wrong. And so I wrote a letter of apology to the owners wow. just to let them know, like, hey, I've had some time to think about this. I want to apologize for the way I acted the last time we wow. saw each other. And just to let you know that, like, I have recognized where I was wrong mm. and I'm not that person anymore. I don't like the person that sat in front of y'all that day mm. and I'm moving away from that. Um, wow. And I think for me, that was the moment that I was really able to let go of all of the bitterness and pain and anger that I had associated with my experience there. Mm -hmm. And I was able to move into something much healthier. And I look at my relationship with my employer now and it's so much more positive because I was able to close the loop on that last wow. thing. I think that's beautiful that you were able to close the loop. And I recognize that sometimes we don't get that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, sometimes if it was an abusive relationship or mm -hmm. something that was unsafe or just, you know, interacting with that person may not be the best or healthy decision. We don't yeah. always get to apologize. Mm -hmm. But I think forgiveness is really to the point that you're making is really about the posture of our heart. Yeah. And I think it can look like various things. Like if I can't talk to my ex, it might be just like praying for that person mm. or thinking highly of them or just being intentional about the way I speak about them. I think forgiveness yeah. manifests in different ways and we have to be open to showing that forgiveness, even if it's not directly with that person. Yeah. I love that point because I can think of a couple of relationships, both like professional with friends and with exes that 
I just now pray for them because I know mm-hmm. that it would not be wise to engage. And right. so instead I have my little prayer journal and mm-hmm. I just say like, Lord, I pray that you are ordering their steps. And the most profound thing that you said to me earlier this week is like, God is taking care of them the same way mm-hmm. that he's taking care of you. Yeah. And so you don't need to walk backwards into things that you have closed the door on because right. God's got them the same way. And so you need to let God be God. <laughs> you pray for them and you keep on walking on in your Ooh, steps. <laughs> that is so good. That's so good. Of everything that we've talked about today, like that Psalms 8411 is really hitting me. The Lord withholds no good thing. And another version of that scripture says like he is generous with his gifts and glory. When I think about that, like generous Mm. with his gifts and glory, I'm Mm -hmm. like generous means that I got something more than what I was expecting. And so I've been walking in a season lately just being really anxious about the fact that I'm going to have a direct report Mm -hmm. and not knowing what leadership and management is going to look like on Mm. me. And I, that scripture hit me because it allowed me to remember, like he's going to be generous and giving me the patience, the wisdom, the faith that I need to Mm -hmm. be a good manager, to be a good leader. And I have to trust that he is equipping me to um, excel in every relationship that he has purposed me for. I think for me, it's um, what's really hit home and what's really resonating for me. is just understanding that the purpose of relationships can look so much broader mm. and have so much more depth than I think. Like I have a mm. coworker who I mentioned before who listened to the podcast and who doesn't identify as a believer, who identifies as an atheist. And we were talking about some Christian politicians and some things they said. And I was just explaining to her how baffling it is that on one side, we can say that we love Christ, but we don't want to like help or love the most vulnerable and most marginalized and how I don't think that is the story of Christianity. Mm. And so I thought, I didn't know that my role might just be to show her a different side of Christianity. Not to say that they're wrong and I'm right, but just say also God is about grace. Like my savior is about forgiving and Mm. loving and that's who I think he is and just showing her. And so I think just understanding that maybe I'm called to that space just to show her another side of what it means to walk with Christ. But it required me to seek him and um, seek the purpose and also just be open to how he wants to use me. Mm. And so I think this just reminds me just to keep seeking him and be open about how he wants to use me at work or with friendships Mm -hmm. at church or whatever, just being open to how the Holy Spirit wants to work in me and through me. Mm, I love that. Man, shout out to Amber Bako for even challenging us and pitching this topic to us because, I mean, this was a strong episode. Like, I learned so much just sitting Mm -hmm. here talking to you. So we appreciate you, Amber. And if y'all have a topic that y'all want us to discuss, slide on into our DMs (laughs) at Rooted Life Podcast and let us know. Yeah, go ahead and rate us five stars. Leave us a review on any platform that you're using and share what's been meaningful to you as you listen each week yes all right family well we love y'all we're praying for y'all to have wisdom and courage in your relationships y'all stay rooted yeah